Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Frat Chat Podcast, now available on Amazon Music. Football is back, baby! And we're back to see Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art technology, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC Wests. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT. Do it. And we are recording, and I'm talking to you from the past. Or I'm in the future. You're in the past. Huh? I don't know. Because you are three hours behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so I know so much now. <laughs> if I just always flew to the left like in the plane can i just uh, like avoid aging are you on mushrooms right now <laughs> no i'm saying like if i if i consistently just f- flew in an airplane for the rest of my life um west could i could i technically just like never age well no because then eventually you fly west enough you're gonna end up east since we live in a circle. <sighs> now, if, now, if the flat earth theory was true. I would fall yeah. off. So yeah, exactly. That's true. You would eventually get <laughs> just. Ah! That's, <laughs> That's what happened to Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Christopher Columbus thought that the earth was flat and everyone was like, he discovered America. I'm like, mm, no, no, he said the earth was round. He oh, actually did? did say that Earth was round, and everybody laughed at him. Uh, and that's why he was trying to go to the Indies, which is how he ended up in South America, because he didn't know that was all there. But he, his thing was, you can go the other way to it, and we'll eventually get to it. So that's why he was proving that. But everybody was like, no, man, you're eventually going to fall off the edge of the Earth. He's like, I'll show you. And then he went on to rape everyone. <laughs> and then he died in jail and everyone's and there's so many statues of him like why i don't understand yeah. uh, america loves swindlers all right we're gonna do this in uh, three two one what are you doing testes in my mouth get on the ground you fucking pledge Ew. welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Fratchia Podcast. I'm Carlos Garcia with Chris Seymour Moore. How's it going, Mr. Mo? Oh, hi. I'm good. Just tired. You know, tired, tired, always tired. Decent sleep. How are you? I'm doing this. I'm doing good. Are you out there with all the celebs? Hi, Brad Pitt. Um, I was, I had a celebrity appointment at my job, and I'll tell you who it is off the call because I, it's a HIPAA violation, but it's a celebrity <laughs> I actually don't care for that much, and I was stood up, so now I officially don't care for this. 
um, celebrity. And this celebrity may or may not have said not nice things, but some of my favorite uh, female singers in a Rolling Stones article. That's all I can say. Oh, wow. Well, that kind of rounds it down. So you guys can start Googling and let us know who this celeb is. If Steve goes to jail, you win $500. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I don't know if you've been following along uh, with this. I know you're not a big Twitter guy yourself. I know you're on it. Uh, Follow us at Carlos Does World Net to see more comedy. Uh, Elon Musk's uh, Twitter buy recently went through. Now he officially owns it. He's the guy, and people are very confused. <laughs> so the MAGA is really mad because he's now saying that he's still going to moderate content. The left is mad because he's talking about maybe bringing Donald Trump back if he wanted to, and Trump's like, nah, I'm going to stay in truth social. Okay, and, he, and Kanye came back. It's been all the shit. And now here's the thing where everybody's kind of mad, uh, except his like Elon Musk fanboys, which there are a lot of. Uh, now he wants to charge money for the blue verified badge. Like when you're a celeb or something, uh, at first he wanted to charge 20 bucks for it, 20 bucks a month. Uh, and people flip the fuck out. They're like, this is insane. Like we're giving you content, which is how Twitter runs. If anything, you should be paying us. In fact, that's exactly what a legendary author Stephen King said to him. I love Stephen King. He is such a petty bitch. And I love him. Yeah, he does not give a fuck. <laughs> it's great. And then Elon came back like, well, how about $8? It's <laughs> not everybody's like, what the fuck? Of course, like the losers of the world are all about it because they're like, hell yeah, I could buy a verified badge for eight bucks. But I mean, in my opinion, if everybody can have one, what the fuck is the point? And like. That's going to be my question for you. Can anyone just buy one? Yeah, and the thing is, it used to be a way to verify celebs, which is how Twitter at first got big. People wanted to go see what the fuck, you know, The Rock was talking about. And eventually, it got bigger than that. But people like to know that shit, or for, like, reporters who have to report the news. So now, right now, like, I could create a fake account under your name and buy the badge. You know what I mean? And so then you... I guess so. Would be like people would believe that me, the bot, is actually you, and I could like ruin your life or report about elections and and crazy news and shit like that as a fake reporter. So I don't know. I hope he's just trolling everyone. Uh, Does he want to be hated by everyone? I just feel like I thought. I think he thought he would be like the coolest man ever. But he, you see, what I'm thinking is, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I think he vanilla iced himself. You know what I mean? When Vanilla Ice came out in the 90s, Ice, Ice, baby. It was like, cool. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. People liked it. And, you know, maybe he stole it from Queen. He's like, oh, it's a little different. Whatever. They were on board. He did the Ninja Turtles movie. People were on board. But then he did too much. It was Vanilla Ice everywhere. It was like Vanilla Ice action figures, Vanilla Ice t-shirts. No more like good music came out of him. It was just like too much Vanilla Ice everywhere. He was over-commercialized. He was everywhere. Everybody started hating him. People turn on him. It's the end of Vanilla Ice. Until like the Celebrity House shows on uh, uh, VH1. Life. Yeah, and now he's back. I'm not glad he's he's the man again. But here's the thing. I think that's what happened to Elon. You know what I mean? He got his little SNL hosting taste of fame. He's like, ooh, this is cool. And then he did the Dogecoin thing, and all the internet fanboys hopped on his dick. And then he's like, okay, I need <laughs> <laughs> I need to make I, I got a taste of the fame and the glory. I need more. And then he decided to buy Twitter. And now it's like, 
now comes the decline, you know? You did too much. You should have just done less. Like, you flew to space, dude. Like, you don't fucking, you know? Today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be terrible. I swear the thing is either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or just plain big and boxy. But luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Because you got to look good and feel good. You know, it's not, it's not one or the other. You got to do both. So... They give you a tighter fit in the chest and sleeves to make your arms pop and leave you with some room in the torso to keep things nice and cozy. Plus, all their styles are super soft and pocket friendly. So guys, no more excuses. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. Because we have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time, only get 25% off with the promo code FRATCHAT at trueclassic.com. Use it. You know, if Elon worked out, I think he would be fairly attractive. Now that he's got his hair plugs in check, because see, he used to not That's have true. much hair. That's but, true. Know, I think That's he could be true. a decent looking guy. He should spend his time and energy at the gym. I mean, just like make yourself a an android with all that money. You don't even have to go to the gym. Well, he has like <laughs> just 20 put- kids. <laughs> I think he has like six. Or he has a lot. And I don't know and what their names that. are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, we have that money. I, I wonder if, like, I don't even know. I, I don't even want to speculate how a guy with that much money could possibly live his life. <laughs> like, Jesus. Jesus. But, yeah, everybody's pissed. So now we'll see what happens with Mr. Elon Musk. Uh, would you buy uh, a blue batch for eight bucks a month? Because I sure as hell wouldn't. Kind of defeats the um, purpose. I just don't really understand Twitter, so the answer is no. Yeah, um, just, but if someone I mean, wants I, to buy um, my account for me or make a Chris Moore account, a Chris Moore comedy, <laughs> and run it and put everyone on there, you go for it. I don't care. <laughs> and that's how the KKK got his new member. Simo's <laughs> account, hot pride. <laughs> Uh, so, whoa, you said anything. <laughs> Remember after we graduated from Towson University, um, they came out with a white student a union. white student union. Yeah, it was dude, big was news. Bad. Some losers bad. were like, if there's a black student union, there should be a white student union. And all across the news, it was like white supremacy at its finest at yep. Towson University. <laughs> of all the universities across the world, it was our I alma know. mater that was making the biggest mistakes in its history. Home of Amy Schumer and the White Student Union. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's fucking sucks. I remember that. <laughs> it's like, great. Now we're getting a job again. <laughs> That's why we do comedy, folks. <laughs> Oh god! See, I wouldn't pay eight bucks a month. Like the way I look at it, I pay like nine bucks a month for Netflix, and there's actual utility there to that. Like, there's actual mm-hmm. like I'm enjoying a product with Twitter. Like, I'm not gonna fucking pay eight bucks a month to just like be in a club that's no longer exclusive. Like the point of the badge was like you're working for it, you're building up your your social media presence, you do something big, and all of a sudden you get that nice little check mark next to your name, and it's like you made it, bruh. You're there. You're there with the top of the top of the top. Ah, fuck it. What's the point? 
there's no utility in it, Elon. So I don't know. If everybody can do it, nah, it's not cool anymore. You should know that, rich boy. But yeah. anyways, that's my thoughts on Twitter. Well, I hope that TikTok doesn't sell to Elon Musk because he's ruining everything. And I'm enjoying TikTok at the moment. Well, luckily, Elon Musk can't dance. You know what I mean? So he's not going to get on there. Ugh, what a loser. <laughs> so don't do so much, Elon. That's my advice. Uh, it reminds me of like in high school, you know what I mean? When you try too hard to be cool, you get stuffed in a locker. So just don't do that. Do you know the kids do in high school that like when we had to – did you ever have to like run like a mile and they would time you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was always like a couple kids – who, before a lap was even over, their face was completely red and they were completely sweaty. And you're like, you yeah. just started. He strikes me <laughs> yeah, as that type of kid. <laughs> I sweat pretty fast. <laughs> but I was trucking, brother. <laughs> uh, I, remember, I remember like, run. I, I, I was fast fucker, man. And, I, and, I, and you know, I, I actually in, enjoyed running back in the day. Until I broke my feet. Wah, wah. Uh, but I, I enjoyed running. And um, there's always those kids that the, the final lap, they, they just they had to walk. And I thought to myself. I know. I felt so bad. I, I had a couple of friends that did. And they were bigger. And honestly, I felt so bad. Because I would try to push them. But it's like, I also don't want to get like a 10-minute lap time. Like, that's like embarrassing. So, you know, crush and then come back. <laughs> but I honestly Correct. felt so bad. It's like, come on, buddy. You got this. And I was swimming at the time, so my cardio was fucking, you know, insane. And these out of shape American kids. <laughs> I was a star, brother. <laughs> Support for today's episode comes from Vincera Collective. If you aren't familiar with Vincera yet, then what are you doing, man? They make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. Other premium handcrafted watches have these insane markups. It's crazy. Now you can finally own a high quality and lasting timepiece without going broke. And the best part, listeners of this podcast are getting hooked up, man. Because that's what we do. We hook it up. Because we're cool with them. We're cool with Vincero. We're like this. We're very tight. So now you're getting hooked up to save even more with the biggest discount they offer. So if you're looking for the perfect accessory to help elevate your style, for a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with your exclusive promo code FRATCHAT at VinceraCollective.com. Yo, America, we it's, it's interesting. People are pretty hefty here. But I will say the gay scene in LA, I'm in LA right now, the gay scene, um, like there's a lot of competition. Everyone's got killer bods. Oh, you got it, dude. You got it. Because LA, there's a lot of... There's a lot of attractive people, generally speaking, but it's a land of the sugar daddy. You know what I mean? And it's loaded with sugar mamas, and it's loaded with, with sugar babies. Everybody's out there trying to look pretty to get that sugar daddy. So it's 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 vicious out there. I remember I, I literally thought that when I was out there. Like, wow, everybody's really beautiful and put together. <laughs> like, I'm at the grocery store. Everybody looks nice. Like, what? You know what, though? <laughs> um, I think that West Hollywood is like – full of sluts who fucked mm-hmm. everyone because Osmario and I went to the bars last night. Julie, we're going to West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> go on. We, well, we, go to, we go to the bars last night. He, he's, he's, um, he left just now, but, but, but we, we went to the bars for a little bit just to get out. And, um, 
I mean, there's people who were like shirtless and looked amazing. Like some people were like super hot, but he and I were getting attention purely because we were fresh meat. Had nothing to do with mm-hmm. us because I I would objectively I think that some people were like complete tens, but right, right. We were the favorites because we were untamed territory. Right. I was That's like, hard be. <laughs> keep in my distance. So <laughs> see my body taser. Oh yeah, Lord. yeah. One person like this to my head. Oh, that's creepy though. That's so creepy. Like just like, like get off. Like rubbed the part of my hair where like I shaved my head, just like yeah. caressed it, and I was like ah. And then yeah, this one guy weird. was like telling Osmar, "I'm with with my dick out," and then Osmar um pants him. And he had the tiniest <laughs> little, tiniest little wiener. And then Elsmaria said, "You're you're brave." <laughs> wow. The guy was wow, like, "What do you mean I'm brave?" Good. And Elsmaria said, "You're brave to, to tell anyone to do that in front of people. You're you're brave." <laughs> wow, that's great though. Good good for Elsmaria. That's fucking hilarious. And the guy is going to be on Judge Judy. He told us that he got flown out to LA. To to be on Judge Judy, I think, or something like that. <laughs> Probably got sued for going around telling people to pants them. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, and then I told him my Judge name Judy's was going to call the cops. I told him my name was, <laughs> was a drag queen. Oh uh, my god, that's amazing! He's definitely going to get home and Google you. Yeah, <laughs> Google you to go bank, baby. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, RuPaul! <laughs> oh lord. Well, that sounds awesome. But speaking of awesome, we can talk about the greatest now because it's the greatest comedy show of all time is returning to the legendary Broadway Comedy Club in New York City to bring you another hilarious lineup of New York City's funniest comics. We got Rob Prendermano hosting this biatch. We got Michael Brigante headlining from Comedy Central. Ver- Veronica Kwiatkowski making her debut for Hot Sets Comedy. Of course, you got myself and Mr. Simo, who you've seen on MTV and all these other good places. We're award-winning writers, brother. And last but not least, we got Riley Lassen. We're all at 92.3 in the house. It's going to be crazy. It's gonna I be love fun. her. It's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, it's, this, this is gonna be a, this is a very stacked lineup. So I'm very excited. Join us Friday, November 18th at 7 p.m. and check out an insane lineup of comedy. So get your tickets via tiny.cc/greatestcomedyshow and use promo code FRATCHAT to save 15% of those tickets. 15%, brother, do it. Just do it. Go right now. Do it. Oh, tiny.cc/greatestcomedyshow. When boom, boom, um, tickets. Do it. Well, when Mel Forrest used to co-host with me. Yes, do I ever? I love her and her husband. I love you, Mel. So so cute. So the two of them together, just such a cute couple, and they they, there's there's just so much in love. Uh, I she was my comedy crush when we first met. I'm not gonna lie. Oh really? (gasps) I mean, obviously everything worked out. Uh, She's very cute. It's so funny though. So she was like a good combo. Like fuck, she's goddamn talented. <laughs> well, she's she's in LA and she's doing well. I saw her last night and I, and she met Osmario and I, so I met with her and her husband and um, uh, she's doing a lot of burlesque out here and killing it. Mm. And um, uh, she's done some like guest voices on this show called Little Demon. It's a cartoon starring Aubrey cool. Plaza and Dane DeVito. Is on FX. Wow. Have you seen that? That's awesome. I haven't seen it, but I will now. Oh, That's Hulu. awesome. 
I saw one episode with my, <clears throat> my parents when I was home most recently. Uh, so I, I just need to download Hulu so I can watch the show. But uh, her husband's actually the creator of the show. And so uh, it's been super successful, and I'm so excited for them. And uh, my mom likes this show because she likes Danny DeVito. Yep, I'm a big fan. So anyway, um, uh, they're doing really well. They say hi. And uh, also, I was want to um, uh, point out that our friend, friend of the show, her name is Amanda. Amanda Goodyear Marino. Uh, she uh, was our special guest when we talked about Hooters. Yes, interview with the Hooters girl, you guys. Check it well, out in the archives earlier this season. Well, her uh, spot on this podcast was added to a reel that she used to secure a hosting gig on Sunny 103.7 WILT-FM in Wilmington. So Wait, you uh, say that. She- you gotta say that. Sunny WKIL in Wilmington. <laughs> right. Smooth radio. <laughs> and so uh, uh, she um, she's killing it. She's doing a great job. So we're very proud of her. That's so we give her a shout out as well. So uh, I guess that means that we get 10% of all her earnings, correct? Since uh, uh, you know, we kind of got the dream started, just saying. Duh. Uh, <laughs> Amanda, congratulations, and our Archer or our lawyers will be calling you shortly. <laughs> she, she's just so good. And, Some and guy I, will be kicking down your door shortly, demanding our money. <laughs> uh, Amanda is so freaking witty, and uh, she's she's just a really funny person. And she does some stand-up comedy in, in um, Wilmington as well. But uh, I don't think she's allowed to curse on her radio show. And she mentioned oh, no. maybe having some of us, you know, um, as special guests to talk about just just art in general. Um, True. But she gave me the disclaimer that you know you can't curse or say anything that's like overtly sexual. Ah and I was shit! Thinking, I don't know what else to talk about. Yeah. What else do I talk what? about? We quit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but she, let me tell you, she's got quite a talent that she's able to. Um, talk on the radio like you know I don't know four to six hours a day five days a week and not drop one f-bomb or talk about titties or dicks or nothing good for her yeah, I, couldn't I do think it. we could do it I think we could we could we'll try it for the next like five minutes and see how many uh, we get I think I think we could do this I think we could do this I want to talk about the idiot of the week, so I don't know that I'm going to succeed in not dropping any curse words because this one's a doozy. Okay, so, that's, that's fine. Uh, shout out to HuffPost.com for the story and fun fact. They've actually featured your boy in the past, so, you know, I like them quite a bit. But anywho, uh, this story is honestly so stupid because it details a 19-year-old girl was charged with arson after allegedly torching a car. Her name is Carmen Chambly. She was 19. She, she faced his second... Uh, <laughs> of course, it's Clearwater. So, yes. Idiots <laughs> <laughs> are always from Florida. Florida, Texas, or Jersey. Yep, Florida has yep. the best ones. <laughs> Yeah, the Florida ones are always the doozies. They're always the entertaining ones. <laughs> so she faces second-degree arson charges after police in Clearwater says she torched a white car on August 28th. Not that long ago. She told police 
that uh, she thought the car was her former boyfriend's. But here's the kicker. She torched the wrong person's car. <gasps> Instead, <laughs> it belonged to this other guy, Thomas Jenning, who, who was woken up by his roommate that morning to let him know that his car was totally on fire. <laughs> then he checked the surveillance camera footage around his house and saw a woman heading to his sedan, lighting the thing on fire, and then fanning the flames for them to grow. And then he told the news station, WFTS, literally, I quote, I have no idea who she is. I have never seen her in my life. Oh my God. It's like, basically, uh, the fire investigators told the network or the channel that a flaming rag was thrown in the gas tank. And the suspect uh, used... Basically, it's like some flammable liquid, like maybe gas or kerosene, something like that. And uh, the Clearwater Police Department posted a video uh, that week showing uh, the woman they say is her feeding the flames. And that's how she was later brought into justice. Uh, she is currently awaiting trial and being held on $10,000 bail. So, okay. What kind of a fucking moron? Okay, I went two minutes and I had to say it after I, it. I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to say something so that I could say something, but she is a, a fucking dumb cunt. You know, what an I idiot! Like, what? Let me tell you, I've done some pranks in my day. Nothing yeah. to that extent, but my pranks are thought out. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to the smallest detail, I make sure that it's executed flawlessly. So if you're going to take the time to plan out success, successfully torching a car that you missed out on a really big detail and that is getting the right car but you know though some yes. people are just stupid and then like when, when like an uber's coming they're like what color is it i was uh, yeah. what does a yeah. chevrolet impala look like yeah yeah i was like but that's like my thought I was like was was your boyfriend an uber driver like how do you was he a millionaire you know what i mean like switching out cars every day like how do you not know that like you presumably been in the car you know what i mean like like I could, I don't remember Julie's car's like license plate number or anything like that. But if I see Julie's car next to another one just like it, I'm gonna know it's the fucking car. There's there's signs, there's shit that they leave, like like stickers and stuff that they put on the fucking windows. There's you know the goddamn car that you can't be that stupid, especially because you figured out at 19 how to actually like properly blow up this car, uh, which is not necessarily easy. So a lot of people burn themselves. So she did the hardest part which is actually getting this thing to burn without killing herself. You, you can't get the right car. Don't cars like blow up eventually like in the movies when, when the, yeah, they when do. the, because gasoline is super. If flammable. it gets to the, the gas yeah, tank? If, if it gets, if it gets to the gas tank, exactly. But, but uh, I think she like doused the whole thing. She could have blown up the whole neighborhood. Yeah, she could have, it would have been very dangerous. Yeah. They should uh, throw the book at her. Yeah, that seems like what it is. I would have to say, like, I mean, I guess she is 19, too. And her parents are probably like, you're a dumbass if she has them. Uh, but $10,000 bail is not that much because you only have to pay a percentage of that to get out. So it's really not that much. Carmen, no, I, like- I hope you get the fucking chair, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I hope you get an STD in jail and it burns every day, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll know that I didn't start the fire. Burns for burns. <laughs> so again, thank you, HuffPost.com. Uh, that is our idiot of the week. Uh, Wait, isn't Jesse Thomas Jennings like a 
news anchor person, like a really famous news anchor? Tom Jennings, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It sounds um, like a... Oh, Tom wow. Okay, Jennings. let me see. Tom. Well, there's a film producer. But no, I know there's a Jennings. Maybe it's Chris Jennings. Jennings newscaster. Peter Jennings, maybe. Oh, what's he up to? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's very random. I don't know. <laughs> Just off being Peter Jennings. <laughs> Might be taking a oh, dump shit. right now. I don't, I don't Peter know. Jennings, um, he died in 2005. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry. Well, there Rest you go. Peace. <laughs> Way to ruin this show. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> His name was Peter Charles Archibald Ewart Jennings. All those years as a young Boy, praying the gay away, I should have just made my name longer. Yeah, that's what I needed to do. I mean, how about Christopher Lee Moore? You should have just added more O's in the in the Moore. Moore. <laughs> Moore. Is it Chris Moore? No, no, no. It's Chris Moore. <laughs> you know, I had a, um, a uh, substitute teacher one time pronounce my last name Moore. <laughs> and, I, and, and as as a young dyslexic, I was like, "What a stupid oh bitch!" That makes sense. A lot coming hours. from me because I was straight up dumb as fucking school. Moore. But for her to be like Christopher Moore, like what? This Moore. bitch does not get out oh much. Oh my god! I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It makes sense. There's two O's. How do you Moore. spell Moo? M O O. I guess that makes sense. There you go. <laughs> So, anyways, it's time to get to it, Mr. Mel, because we have some tough decisions to make this week. It's time to continue and finalize the tournament for the best movies in the years 2000s. That's 2000, 2010. And we got ourselves quite the choices, you guys. We are uh, down to 16 movies to make decisions on. And we have... Uh, up in the first round, we have X-Men. I guess this is the second round. Huh? X-Men versus The Dark Knight. X-Men being released in 2000. Dark Knight 08. 300 from 2006 versus Taken 2008. V for Vendetta 2005 versus Requiem for a Dream 2000. Lord of the Rings 2001 versus The Departed 2006. Training Day 2001 versus Inglorious Bastard 2009. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Finding Nemo 2003 versus Up 2009. That's awesome. These are all Pineapple Exp- <laughs> Yeah. Pineapple Express 08 versus Superbad 2007. And Anchorman 2004 versus Borat 2006. I feel like I'm murdering all my children here. This is not going to be cool. Oh, I wasn't <sighs> looking forward to this, to be honest. Because I saw because <laughs> yesterday I was looking at the, at, at the these brackets and I was like, this sucks. This is so hard. It's like... Yeah. Like, like I said last week, Sophie's Choice has nothing on us. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, to all you internet nerds out there, don't get mad at us, all right? This is this is equally hard on us as it is going to be on you to hear us say no to some of your favorite movies because these are all our favorite movies, too. That's how they made this bracket. So, for example, X-Men versus The Dark Knight. I feel like I'm, getting, I'm killing one of my kids there. I don't know who to say goodbye to. So either way, I'm already going to feel bad about it. So... Don't roast us any more than people already roast Steve on Reddit. <laughs> Actually, I Take posted a joke the other day, and not one person called me a faggot. And I was like, oh, hey, that's progress. That. But then part of me is like, mm, 
I kind of don't like that I'm not getting roasted. You missed the kinda, attention. Yeah, I, I miss I miss being called a a flaming faggot cross between Gary Busey and Skeletor. What is that? What they say? Yeah, oh. so that's Gary Busey and Skeletor, and they always made fun of your vests. <laughs> oh, I liked my vests. It is what yeah. it is. Finding the right grooming routine is a lot like practicing drills in football, Mr. Mo. You can't win a Super Bowl without practicing, and you can't have Super Balls without a good grooming routine. Meet the best-valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At QB, we got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring non-stop. With proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, the Lawnmower limits mistakes that protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. Add running back, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril just helps it keep a nose for the end zone. On the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection, standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. At Wideout, the cleanest duo in the league, the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. With their rugged scents, they attract both the ball and all the babes in the crowd. Plus, the to lead your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. And a tight end, the product that makes your end look tight. Manscaped's anti-chafing boxer briefs. A dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-waking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you'll need, the aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. With refined cologne-quality fragrance, it keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear, so the opponent won't even know what hit him. And Simo knows a thing or two about D, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and to top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shed Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel-sized bag has a fumbled-resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code FRATCHAT. Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. So anyways, it's time to get to it, uh, Mr. Mo, and we're going to have... X-Men, the year 2000, versus Batman, the Dark Knight, in 08. And, of course, this is the battle of the Australians. You got Hugh Jackman uh, versus, uh, what's his face? Heath Ledger. Batman. No, not Heath Ledger. Well, he's Australian too, right? I thought so. And, um, and But the guy that played Batman, what's his, why am I forgetting his Christian name? Christian Bale? Uh, Christian Bale, yeah, yeah. He's Australian too, right? I think they're Is all he? Australian. He's a dick. I've met him before. He was not nice. Oh, no. He's English. He's English. Oh, a lot of uh, English yeah, I, are dicks. Heath Ledger sense. is Australian. Though, so it is. Yeah. Hugh Jackman versus Heath Ledger. Bad the Australians. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I hear uh, 
Christian Bale is very particular, if you will. <laughs> if yeah, you can. Um, and then um, Hall. what's the girl's name? Um, what, what's her name? The Hall girl? Oh, Maggie Hall. Yeah, she was really good in that. Yeah, she was. I was kind of sad when they took Katie Holmes, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. She was, she played the same character in the first movie. Yeah. And they replaced her with Maggie. But I, Maggie did really good, and she had great chemistry with Christian Bale. I just thought Katie Holmes also had great chemistry. So it was kind of like, eh, you know, I was a little sad, not gonna lie. Katie, Katie Holmes, man, she, she was a, a busy woman playing Tom Cruise's beard for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, you guys. It's uh, it's not easy. Really tough. <laughs> um, I I love both of these movies, but I have to I have to be honest, I'm more impressed with the performances in The Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, uh, the X Men, the first one, was amazing, incredible movie. It brought the X Men to life, brother. But it was made in a little more cartoony way, like because that's what they were serving out, you know what I mean? Uh, versus The Dark Knight. I mean, Heath Ledger literally won a posthumous Oscar for his portrayal as the Joker. It was it was so dark, it was so evil, it was it was fucking gritty. The way that he would deliver those lines again, you know, like, why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. Are you hearing Mel's husband? I can do voices. I'm pretty good at it. Hire me. <laughs> you know, but just the way that he would play him and, you know, the the laughing and, and the eyes and the clap, just everything about him, uh, the licking of his lips, everything about that character was perfect. So I agree. I'm going to have to send X-Men away, which I never thought I would do because I love you, Wolverine. But you just got to give it to the Dark Knight. You know, that movie's so I love the excellent movies, but I will say that when I saw the first one as, a, uh, I don't know, I was a teenager, uh, I remember thinking to myself, you know what, Storm should have been a badder bitch because she's, she's basically like a, a goddess on Earth. So she, she, uh, Holly Berry played her um, um, well. She's very pretty. But I just didn't think that she had the, the 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 power that I remember in the cartoons, and also I remember Rogue being one of my favorite cartoon characters because of her accent and for her being like just so strong. Ah, sugar. Yeah, 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 totally. And then um, and I just didn't I get that sense. And I know it doesn't have to be exactly like the comic books or exactly like the cartoon, but I was like, oh, these are two characters I was expecting more from. I will say I actually never thought about the accent thing because I, I I did love Rogue at the time. But, yeah, that's true. I would have been nice for her to have the accent because it is a big part of her character later on. And it's always been a, a part of her character in the comics, too. It's just, you know, she's much younger. She not, or maybe she goes through a phase. She's super strong. <laughs> yeah. But that's also because she absorbs someone's power later on. And that's how she can do these things so it just and the x-men movie she hasn't gotten to that level but maybe i don't know maybe she goes through a phase where she moves to like tennessee or something like when madonna started talking with the british accent you know what i mean and everybody's like what are you talking like that we know that's not how you talk she's like i don't know what you mean i've always spoken this way madonna looks really scary right now like super scary 
too much filler in her face. And everyone's like, is Madonna gay? Is she gay? Um, But maybe people just don't remember her in the 90s because she was down to dip and do with whomever. Yeah. Uh, To be fair, she's also been feeling it because she was like, did a thing where she like came out and it's like, you know, maybe Madonna, you don't need attention. You've gotten enough. <laughs> yeah, she's good. You're cool. Yeah, you're, you're fine. You can just chill. <laughs> you give us some attention. I'll take some attention. <laughs> I know where she lives. Stop saying that about celebs. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you have a list, a little black book. <laughs> <laughs> I know where she lives. I know where you all live. <laughs> Mel's husband, that's evil guy. Uh, who knows where celebs lives voice. <laughs> can put that on my resume. Call me. <laughs> the ladies may have push-up bras and guys have these tees. We want to show off our best assets, but we're never given the right fit to do so. Fellas, you're wearing the wrong clothes. You need true classic. Their tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's the perfect fit. The perfect fit? The perfect fit. It's time to highlight your greatest attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. Let's face it. It's tough to find a great fitting tee at a low price these days. It's either too tight in the wrong places or totally not tight enough. It's a struggle. So you have to spend all this money just to get a good fitting tee? It's not cool. But thanks to True Classic Tees, my life is different now, Mr. Mo. They make sure I look good and feel good, too. Plus, they make excellent streetwear and workout tees, too. And they don't break the bank. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how soft it is. There are plenty of t-shirt brands out there, but these will be the staple shirts in your closet that you want to wear every day. And True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They're your one-stop shop for all men's essentials. It's super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe, too. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable, all their gear is top-notch quality at an affordable price. Accentuate those pristine, juicy muscles you worked so hard for with their activewear crewnecks. They are moisture-wicking, prevent body odor, and will get you noticed. Plus, they have this dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. And for any of the big boys out there, they have long body options for the tall guys and XXXL sizing. When you wear True Classic, you may even start lifting more reps because when you look good, you feel good. The ladies love it, the dads eat it up, and the boys will thank you for it. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code FRATCHAT. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code FRATCHAT. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. All right, on to the next one. Oh, man, this is also going to be tough because it's uh, two movies with so much badass action in it. That uh, and I've two movies that I've also quoted several times in my in my day. You have 2006's 300 with Gerard Butler. Spartan. 
Doctor. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Versus 2008 Taken with Liam Neeson. I have a particular set of skills and I'm not afraid to use it. You see, that's the gruff voice, Mel Husband. That's like that three in a row right there. And that's like, I'm killing it. Last two minutes, giving you gold. Good job. <laughs> so, I mean, this was tough because 300, as I mentioned last episode, just the, the visuals in that movie were so good. The story was goddamn perfection. The way it builds up, the drama, the action, the the fact that our hero is in despair, and the way that even though he dies, he dies in the most badass way possible. And you're like, this man is a fucking god, yeah. Uh, but then you have Taken, who literally took Liam Neeson as a guy who uh, you'd never expect to be able to do all these things. And all of a sudden, he's just kicking ass and breaking arms and punching people. And then he's like shooting and driving around. Everyone's like, oh my God, Liam Neeson. And he's like, ah. And then he like throws a grenade or something. Like, <laughs> or he throws a banana and for some reason it explodes. It's crazy. It's action packed the whole time. It also Are you has. Referring the... to Mario Kart? <laughs> yes, exactly. Got a little confused. <laughs> it's playing Mario Kart while watching the movie. Yeah, kind of. but, and it does have the lady from the X-Men, actually, who played Jean Grey uh, as the wife. Jansen or something like that. Yep, yep, yep. Who's uh, quite quite the actress. And uh, yeah, so this is another chance it. at her. She plays a really good villain, too. Yeah, she, she was does. brilliant in Nip Tuck. She's really good on ah, that. Um, what was that vampire yeah, show know. that was like very brief with... Um, <sighs> The Scarsgar guy is called Hemlock Grove, I think. Oh no, I didn't see that. Oh man, it's that. only three seasons and it's so good. She played such a bad bitch. Yeah. In that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Alright. Uh, well, this is her second time on the list out of two uh, brackets already. So good for her. Um, honestly, I love Taken to death, but I think 300 has to take it. Uh, I think it's a fucking masterpiece of a movie. Well, think the of it soundtrack this way. was good, man. Yeah, Have you ever yeah. seen anyone dress up like a Taken character for Halloween? That's true. I have not. 300. 300 oh, so oh. Yep. That's yep. my vote. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Gotta have to go with it. 300 moves on. Okay. This is, I know this round's gonna be particularly tougher for SEMA than it's for me. Uh, because we have 2005's V for Vendetta facing off against the year 2000's Requiem for a Dream. I know he loves this movie. So. <laughs> I do love that movie. So that's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> you going to go Requiem? I think so. Gonna... Yeah. I mean, it's so good, dude. Uh, I would not blame you. Hmm. Hmm. I guess, dude. Yeah, Requiem is so goddamn gritty and stuff too. V for Vendetta is very applicable to today, which I love. I mean, when you see the mask, like you know what that's from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The guy Fox. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna throw you a bone here. I'm gonna go Requiem as well. I think that movie delivered a lot of unexpected work for me, especially uh, Marlon Wayans, who I didn't know had it in him to do this type of role. Uh, A lot of the actors in this, too, went on to 
you know, obviously Natalie Portman is Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. She's a fucking legend. But a lot of the actors in this movie, just as a whole collective cast, did such good work that, you know, I I can't take that away from you. I'm going to go Requiem. Requiem for a Dream, I think in the box office, only made like $7 million. Um, which is V for Small, Vendetta made $132 million in the box office. Yeah, that's true. So but, I think that Requiem for, the, for a Dream, it was just an unsung hero. But I think it's also just a very important story about drug addiction, whether it's from like street drugs or if you're just a pill popping, you know, mom at home, just down your luck. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's sure. so sad for everyone. And it, it, I think it's a pretty good representation of american culture uh whereas v for vendetta is is very um yeah it was a cool it was action film yeah, totally yeah, yeah exactly nothing exactly. against natalie portman she did a great job uh i don't know why um uh america goes crazy for when when a girl shaves her head but okay good for you um i have to i have to go with rock room for a dream yeah i think i think and i mean you know i, I think it's just an overall better acted movie so i'll give it to that yeah i'm with you okay this next one Ooh, this is the nerds might kill us here uh depending on how we vote this but you have 2001's lord of the rings fellowship of the ring versus 2006's the departed which of course everybody uh knows and love so you got frodo versus jack nicholson <laughs> Orlando Bloom versus Leo, Vigo Mortensen versus Marky Mark. Uh, but this time Frodo has the funky bunch with the with the, with the habits. Um, fuck, man, this is this is actually very tough because I believe both movies made a run at the Oscars, if I remember correctly. Uh both movies were in big parts of my 2000s. I had them both. Uh, I've watched them many a times. My vote's for Departed. I was going to say, I think The Departed is going to win for me. Because, now hear me out, nerds. Before you come at me, before with the pitchforks and everything. If I could somehow put all three Lord of the Rings together as one movie, it would win. Because the yeah. overall story arc of all three would win it out. But this is for the integrity of this tournament. It's just the one movie. And the twists and turns that Departed takes you on, man. And, and, and you know, seeing this dude in the Academy and seeing uh, Leo grow up in the mob and then you know all those twists in the end and, and, and yeah. just seeing the Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. Martin Sheen, who I can, I forget, but he's fantastic. You got you yeah, had like yeah. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Um you did great in that movie before yeah. you're shooting people in the face. Uh, <laughs> but he did, yeah. That was a fantastic role. And him and Mark Mar- and Marky Mark had a Marky Mark and Mark Wahlberg had like a weird feud throughout the whole thing, which was very well done. Um, yeah, I, I gotta go with the party. I agree. Uh, they made 290 something million dollars at the box office. 
Hey, yeah. but then again, we just said Requiem uh, beat out V for Vendetta, so it's not always about the box office. But this movie, dude, it's so good. It's another one that the soundtrack is also amazing. They spared no expense there to get you know music from like the Rolling Stones and shit that really made the movie so enjoyable in every aspect of the way. Uh, I think it's based it, off of a so real good. story. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that it was um, loosely based off of um, real life, uh, like a this like Boston gang. Boston Winter Hill Gang. Oh, the Boston the Winter Hill Gang. Yeah, yeah. The character Colin is based off of a corrupt oh, FBI shit. agent, John Connolly. Yeah, 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 yeah. While the John character Connolly. Frank Costello is based on Irish American gang. Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Wow, and I know that story quite well. And actually, Johnny Depp did the Whitey Bulger movie, and it's very good. If you guys haven't seen it, it came out a few years later. Uh, it would. I actually be thought that Brad too... Pitt should have won the Oscar for for. for um, uh, producing this this show, this movie. He produced and departed. Yeah, I had no idea. He sat with everyone yeah. at the Oscars. I was like, why is he there? He wasn't in it, and then they, but he's, he's he was on the producers. I had no idea. Good for he him. He signed up for wow. a good project. Let me tell you. Yeah, he sure did. Wow, it's a good uh, use of your money. I had no idea that was based on Whitey Bulger and John Connor. That's a crazy story. Uh. But yeah, that, that explains the twists and turns in the end. So yeah, the departed's got to move on. Okay, now they, they got um, Academy Awards. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. And uh, Mark Wahlberg, who knew Marky Mark would one day be nominated for um, uh, an Academy Award? I think he got nominated for Best Supporting Role. But still, yep. like, it's amazing. Killing it. All right, moving on to the next one. These two will also be difficult. We have 2001's Training Day versus 2009's Inglorious Bastards. This is a hard one. <sighs> Speaking of Brad Pitt, actually, great segue. Great segue. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with my gut here. And I'm going to go with the movie that the entire time I was watching, I was in awe of every actor in it. There's one right answer, Carlos. I hope you say the right one. It's the one that literally I was, I remember I went to see this movie with my dad in theaters and the entire time I did not want it to end. There's a lot of action in it. There's a good shoot 'em up scene to end it. But the best part of it, you see Hitler's getting his fucking face shot off. I gotta yeah. go with Inglorious Bastards, baby. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Christoph Waltz, dude. His character's so good. Brad Pitt is so goddamn good. Uh, Eli Roth was really fucking good. Uh, the guy they called the little man. DJ Novak, that's who it is, was really funny in it. And he's just a guy that can do so much with so little. You know, that when he finds out they call him the little man, it's just so funny. He plays it so well. But Christoph Waltz, man, just stole the show. He was the the fact that he was so dark and scary, but at the same time could be so funny. 
and you're kind of yeah. laughing at what a Nazi's saying, just fucks with you to every core. Uh, the acting is so good. And Brad Pitt, you know, he's such a good character actor in a role like this is amazing. You know what I mean? So Gorlami. That's that's all I got to say. <laughs> Glorious Bastards. Moving on. I've always loved a good watch. The problem is I could never afford anything I loved. Everything I wanted would cost from the high hundreds to thousands of dollars. It was not cool, man. However, my life changed when I found Vincera Collective. For example, I just wore their Cairo mesh watch in the Mate black color at a wedding. It's sorry to the bride, but all eyes were on me, man. I felt so cool. And the watch cost under $200. No one could believe it. Vincera Collective is a premium lifestyle brand out of San Diego that also makes high-quality and affordable sunglasses, jewelry, and more. Vincera Collective is known for their exceptionally crafted and ethically made products for today's most ambitious people. Yeah, that's right. That's some modern pieces that upgrade your look and stand the test of time. Now, there are three words that come to mind when I think of their products. Number one, stylish. Number two, quality. Number three, versatility. And number four, technically, but that's not really a word. It's just like an awesome reaction I get when I see their products. But again, I couldn't count it as a word, so I just stick to, stick to those three. You know, I think those are three good words. Vincero also designs everything in-house. They source their own materials, and they produce in small batches. It's not these mass-produced things that you see out there being pumped out of a factory line that lowers their quality. No! They're committed to doing things well or not at all. And that's the way to do it, man. Well or not at all. So for all the boss men and women out there, their watches are a must. They can elevate your look with a twist of the wrist, made with surgical-grade stainless steel, durable silicon, and genuine Italian marble straps. These sleek modern watches come with traditional, automatic, and Japanese quartz movements. It's pretty awesome. All their sunglasses come polarized with 100% UV protection and so many styles to choose from. It's like, whoa, how cool do you want to look at all these crazy styles? The eye-catching and modern designs can go with any outfit or trend, perfect for a day in the office or a date night out. This is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. Or me, you know, you can send it over to me. I would appreciate that. And now you can finally look like a baller without having to spend like one. But you don't need to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, they have been named GQ's got-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. Vincero offers you a shopping experience you can trust. And if you need to return or swap, no problem. Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return policy has you covered. That's right, free return policy. From quality you can feel to style you can't deny, Vincero Collective guarantees to up your game. They can only offer this big of a discount for a limited time. So don't wait. It'll be too late. Get 20% off with free shipping site-wide with the promo code FRATCHAT at VinceroCollective.com. Support our show and use promo code FRATCHAT at V-I-N-C-E-R-O Collective.com. I guarantee you that you will find something that fits your style. Shop Vincero today. Okay. Uh, nope. We have the battle of the tunes, brother, because you have 2000, 2003's Finding Nemo up against 2009's Up. 
Uh, both great movies. Both have uh, quite the tearjerker moments in it. Both made me quite a crash, quite a bit. Uh, both made me laugh quite a bit. So I, I don't, don't know. cry. This is tough. Yeah, it's because Timo's tear ducts uh, fell out in surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's make tough decisions. <laughs> so now he can't cry, but <laughs> he looks great though. He looks great, you guys. Um, honestly, this is really tough, but I think I got to go with Up, man. That damn song from the beginning. I've never just, seen it, but I'm going to throw just, you a bone because I feel like that's the consensus. Up is dude, an incredible movie, apparently. You should watch it. You should literally watch that tonight with Osmario and just cry your fucking heart out in the first five minutes of the movie. I, I, I um, put his ass back on a plane tonight. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm doing my own thing. Doing his own thing. So never mind. Save it. I'm gonna Save it for, I feel like he would cry tomorrow. more than you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that I just dude, Up is so goddamn good, and it's such a beautiful love story. Uh, I don't know, it's 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 about signs too, and just you know, little, almost about like like destiny in a weird way. It's it's one that's worth a watch. It's goddamn beautiful. It's so well done. The characters are very likable, and don't get me wrong, they are as well in Finding Nemo. But that damn little chubby kid reminds me of a certain someone. <laughs> Growing up, the Venezuela tie-in, I can't let go. From my understanding, it's a good movie for like all generations. You can, you know, you yeah, guys, young kids who like it, and you have older people that can relate to, um, you know, loss and grief, and uh, I think that's great. If if it's if it pertains to the whole family, slam dunk. Good for you. Yeah, all up, about it. So you take you up, take the win in this one. You move up. Okay, now we got a battle for the comedies. These next uh, four movies are all comedies to end this round. And we have 2008 Pineapple Express versus 2007's Superbad. Oh, how about I let you take the first one on this one? Because I got to think, my friend. I don't know. This is tough. This is tough. I actually was just watching Superbad like a week and a half ago, and it's still so goddamn funny. Uh, I I think I would so go ridiculous. with Super Bad only because I think this movie um, is what made me fall in love with most of these actors. So I think this is like the starting point, and um, you know I I like I like Pineapple Express, and I knew I was gonna like it because I like all those actors in it. Um, yeah. But I took a That's chance so on Superbad. I didn't know anything about any of these actors, and I was very yeah. pleasantly surprised. And uh, and I um I feel like I quote Superbad more than I quote Pineapple Express. Only thing that I would want to do from Pineapple Express is get one of those blunts that looks like a cross, and you light um oh, the yeah. three parts. Sm- I've smoked one of those before. <laughs> really? I can't reveal who rolled it because uh, they now are a father and shit. But yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> you do really need D two people to light it too. It's kind of it's kind of cool, but I will say it's cool in the movie because like eventually it gets kind of messy because you know you have you know two sides here burning and then you have the front burning. So then eventually where it all meets in the middle, you have this giant ash spot. You know what I mean? And it, and mm-hmm. then it kind of then fizzles out afterwards. So I think it's a cooler concept than it is an execution, but it is cool to say you've done it. I think my favorite, to be honest, which I didn't even take from that movie, uh, it was something that I feel like I invented, but probably not. Um, 
I used to take blunts in college and I would like put line them up this way, like the long way. So mm. I would have two blunts or three blunts and literally make like a flute. And they were so long that you would have to light it from here and put it like the end on your arm like this until it got small enough for you to hold it. <laughs> and you would put like so much weed in it. And this is for, like, save for four twenties or special college occasions, you guys. Uh, but yes, yes, I definitely, I call it a do-op or a tree-op and I'm glad I live in a legal state so I can talk about that now. <laughs> Woo! That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. But yeah, dude, here's the thing. Superbad came out in 2007. I had just graduated high school. I graduated in 2006. Uh, it really allowed me to take like a little trip back down memory lane in my four years in high school. And it's so spot on, dude. Uh, the way that guys are like talking about girls, uh, when guys lie to girls about they were having such a wild time, but you're out drinking and slapping your three buddies in your mom's basement. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's so funny. Their relationships are so funny. The the girls in the movie did really good too. Emma, uh, what's his face? Uh, not Emma Roberts. That's <laughs> Harry Potter. Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. Really, really fantastic. Uh, Emma Stone, you stole my table at the Waverly Inn, and I will never forgive you for that. Well, uh, Emma Stone, I think that's funny. So I, I had I had a table reserved by a particular um, painting on the wall. Um, my friend and I had made these reservations, and apparently the, the table was given to you per your request, even though I had reservations for a very long time. And I'm going to give you leeway because you're very pretty and I think you're very talented, but I still think you owe me a dinner at the Waverly Inn. Thank you. Well, you hear that, Emma Stone? Uh, call us and you can take us to dinner. And I want to be there. You know, you know, yes, just she just. really has that. Sorry, Julie. <laughs> most beautiful skin, I think, in Hollywood. Okay, so I think that um, for me, the one of the reasons why I like Superbad so much is because I feel like most movies in Hollywood, they pertain to, or they, I guess they showcase upper middle class and, and they, they showcase beautiful people that none of us can relate to with boku bucks that none of us can relate to and right. you know it's it's a nice story but but i like that super bad is just like average kids yeah it's you and your buddy super relatable so like, you know perfect I mean? like, if you remember the movie like clueless or like 10 things to hate about yeah. you you know it's just, yeah. you got these kids in high school who have like like let me Nine tell you, packs. not everyone <laughs> in high school, in like a real high school, like a real public high school, uh, not everyone has like a brand new like Mustang, and not not everyone right, has right, like right. an amazing wardrobe with the latest of the latest designers. Not not everyone not um, lives in a mansion, and no one's parents let you go out and party all night. Like this just does it doesn't exist. Yeah, if your parents let you party on a Wednesday in high school, they probably don't love you. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. There's no such thing as like big house parties like you see in the movies. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie, my high school had some giant parties, I have to say. But that's about it where the similarities ended. Yeah, I, I just really think Super Bad was such a realistic, even though it gets really wild. Uh, it's all kind of like the crazy dumb shit you put yourself at risk to do when you're underage mm. and trying to get booze. That is very realistic. Uh, Pineapple Express, meanwhile, is an insanely wild story that just takes crazy comedic twists and turns. It's very funny, don't get me wrong, but super bad just has that spot in my heart. Uh, I got to give it a chicka chicka, yeah, yeah, chicka chicka, and move it 
forward. So Agreed. that leaves us with the last two of this round. We have 2004's Anchorman featuring Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy, and it's facing off as a very nice movie, 2006's Borat. God, that's so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because I can't decide. This one I really can't. And I, I thought about all last night, and the reason is because <laughs> it was like the ensemble cast of Anchorman was it's, – it's some of my favorite people, so and I love that they so partnered good. in the future for lots of other movies. Uh, so so whenever they're all in the movie together, I know I'm going to love it. But I do yeah. think that uh, Sasha – Something called Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Baron. Sasha yeah. Baron. Like a woman can be Baron. Baron. Sasha Baron <laughs> oh, Cohen. Uh, I think had a really strong performance. Not that people in Anchorman did not, but I just think that the concept of staying in character while uh, all these uh, other people don't realize you're in character uh, and putting yourself in really scary situations, I, I just or... think that is outrageous like him and azimat the his handler the big chubby guy when they're naked running across the hotel fighting and they're like 69ing on each other they're running across this conference and these people are freaking out mm-hmm. yeah dude i i'm honestly when i saw anchorman i remember laughing so hard in theaters i thought wow i did not expect this to be this funny when he uh he has that boner scene. It's like, Mr. Burgundy, you have a massive erection right now. It's like, what? No, no. It's the pleating of the pants. And they cut out. You see the massive boner. I laugh like a few times I've laughed before, except watching Borat and watching that scene that I just described of him naked with the guy. Um, the whole movie is ridiculous. When he brings the hooker to the Christian family's dinner, when he, when he poops in a bag later on and gives it to them because he doesn't have a bathroom, I I have to give it to Borat, dude. And I showed this, I've showed both movies to Julie because uh, Borat Two came out not that long ago, and she had never seen Borat One. So I was like, "Fuck, I, I can't watch Borat Two without showing you Borat One." She laughed during Borat One and Two hysterically like like i've few times i've heard julie laugh like that meanwhile anchorman she laughed and she enjoyed it but it was a movie more for me that doesn't hold up as much as i remember laughing about it then like it's still funny but it's not like like gut laughing funny anymore meanwhile borat still was so i'm gonna go with borat dude i'm gonna give it to it where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Wasn't At the from, toilet store. Wasn't that yeah. from... So why don't you guys say anything? Even the, the guy who can't <laughs> think spoke. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Craig, where'd I, you get a grenade? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have the most respect for Borat. So I, I yeah. think I, I would have to go with Borat too. And don't hate us, bro. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is this is really tough. I know. I love Anchorman so much, but I just think Borat has a little something. something. All right, so that means we're back at the top of the card. Uh, Two, four, six, eight. We only have eight movies to go, you guys. I guess this is the quarterfinals, if you will. Uh, We have The Dark Knight, 2008, up against 300, 2006. Uh, this is where I think I'd rather give my pinky finger up rather than having to make this decision. But I'm going to go with my gut, dude, and I'm going to say The Dark Knight. We already discussed 
the majestic nature of 300 and how well uh, it's written, how well it looks, how good the acting is, how good the action is. But Heath fucking Ledger just really makes that movie. And don't get me wrong. Christian Bell is a great job at Batman. You got Michael Caine in there killing it as Alfred. Uh, what's his face that plays Commissioner Gordon, who was also. Uh, no, no, no. Well, that's Aaron Eckhart. Uh, oh. He played uh, he, he played uh, Two-Face. But Commissioner Gordon uh, in Batman is the guy who is in Harry Potter as well. What is his name? Bob. George. <laughs> it's Bill. Steve. Oh, Bill was my next guess. <laughs> no, it's not Bill. <laughs> Gary Oldman. God damn Gary. it. Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary. Yeah, Gary Bear. <laughs> Yes, Gary Goldman, who actually, if you've never seen the movie The Professional for the 90s, Natalie Portman's debut in the big screen when she's a little girl, uh, watch that. Gary Oldman's the bad guy in that movie, and he gives you fucking like goosebumps. He's so goddamn bad, a.k.a. Oh, really? good at being bad. Yeah, that guy's got range like no other, so I got to I, I gotta respect his hustle. Like him being Commissioner Gordon and just being like the nice guy is the less of a the least of a leap he's had to take as an actor, in my opinion. But he's still so goddamn likable. He plays it so well. But he this guy has done some crazy amazing roles. One of my favorite actors ever. Uh, I mean, the movie's just too good, dude. The movie's too good. Morgan Freeman. You can't. You really can't vote down this movie. I, I gotta go with The Dark Knight. This is really hard you, for me, Carlos, but I'm going to agree with you because um, I I really didn't think... Okay, spoiler alert, guys. If you haven't seen this movie, then mute what I'm about to say. But when, when Maggie's character died, I really didn't think they, <gasps> they were going to do that. And uh, I was like, wow. Like I, I couldn't predict yeah. anything that happened in that movie. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that decision at the end. And he thought he was saving her, thinking you get the girl. And all of a sudden, you get Aaron Eckhart instead. Oh and, shit! And Harvey um, Dent, Dent, Harvey Dent. Also, with the with the Joker walking away from the hospital with the flames behind them, I mean, like the yeah. the, the Joker with his yeah. his yeah. green hair and his nurse dress. I mean, I just too good, dude. It's too good. It's too good. And even. I mean, he manages to give you a moment of laughter as he is blowing up a children's hospital, dude. Like you see, like there's like kids, like cancer kids being wheeled out. There's old people. There's women. There's you know what I mean? He's like about to blow up this hospital and you're like laughing. He makes himself look silly like a clown uh, that he's supposed to be. And then he goes in and destroys this thing. And he's like holding (laughs) – the people, which which would be the equivalent of New York City, but Gotham City hostage, these awful plans uh, when he puts them all in boats and he, and he has to make the decision of which ones to blow up to with the prisoners and shit. Uh, it's too good, dude. That movie's just too goddamn good. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't. I love you 300, but you can't not let the Dark Knight go. I think the people will agree with us and the history will be on our side there. So... Up next, we have 
Requiem for a Dream versus The Departed. And I think this is a good matchup, actually, given they all departed. uh, Yeah. Because I because every single one of their performances was amazing. It really was just like a wet dream of a movie for me with every actor in the movie. And and no, like like Requiem had a great cast, as we discussed earlier, but you can't like if you line them up cast for cast, there's there's just no competition. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why I chose that's why I go with departed. Yeah, this is as far as Requiem. Marlon Wayans, I still love you. Yeah, you're still cool, but the departed is moving on. Uh, okay. And we have now Inglorious Bastard 2009 versus Up, also from 2009. And this is a total eclipse of the heart here because this is, this is a split. But I, I'm not going to lie, and I know Sima hasn't seen Up, but you can take my word for it that I think this is as far as Up should go when it's facing up against the Glorious Bastards because Up is amazing. It's a tearjerker. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's cute. It's a great story. It's motivational. It's inspiring. Beautiful fucking movie. But Inglorious Bastards is the goddamn masterpiece. And you're going to be hard-pressed to beat it, in my opinion. Uh, I got to go with Inglorious Bastards. I got to go with that. I'm going to agree with you. But I also haven't seen Up, so I feel like an asshole. But I can't imagine um, a cartoon, no offense, cartoon lovers, beating out Inglorious Bastards. I just can't. Nah, no, no, no. I think it had a good run. But up against Inglorious Bastards, maybe if we would have faced off against another movie, maybe it would have, it would have kept going. But not against Inglorious Bastards, dude. That movie's too damn good. Speaking of stacked casts, it just that's that's tough. I think I don't know, man. It's gonna to be tough between to vote this out. Uh, it's gonna to be tough to vote out the Dark Knight. It's gonna to be tough to vote out of the few movies that are left. Uh, we're moving on to 2007. Oh, oh, by the way. Uh, I just uh-huh. want to throw out there that because I think *Inglorious Bastards* was a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes, it was. And I was, um, and I, I, I feel a little bad that um, that *Kill Bill* didn't make it this far, but but knowing yes. that that *Inglorious Bastards* has, I feel like I'll, do, I'll Quentin, be okay. He was done right. He's cool. He's happy. He's, he's got his money. <laughs> he's not going to be hard pressed about our decision making. <laughs> <laughs> or do we know he's like crying at home? Like, I can't believe they voted away killed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. You hear that, Mel's husband? I can do crying voice as well. Remember? <laughs> Call me. Anyways, <clears throat> now we're down to 2007 Superbad versus 2006's Borat. Very nice. Stuff, dude. This is really tough. I'll think of um, Borat. Explain. Let me hear. Let me hear why. I think just, I'm. Just, I think I might agree, but just because the concept is just so original. And although I, yeah. although I love Superbad, there's a lot of coming of age movies about kids. But like, just the concept yeah, and the way it was age. it was produced is just, um, it was bold and and brave, and unconventional, and brilliant. Yeah, and I quote the shit out of Borat to this day. There's a couple lines I still say from Superbad's people. People don't forget. That's a good one. 
but Borat, you know, there's so many goddamn good lines. Your machine looks like Sleeve a Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too good. It's too good. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with you, Borat. Dude, this man, the things that he was able to get away with in this movie, is just insane. Like so much respect for the Sasha Baron Cohen and poor Pamela Anderson. Ooh, yeah, right. Pamela. <laughs> by the way, it's Baron, like uh, but like Red Baron, like <laughs> as opposed to like, like, like you can never have children no again. No buns in the oven. You're Baron. Yes, 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 yes. It's more like a and not oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're down to the semifinals, brother, and uh, it's gonna be intense. Because you have 2008 Dark Knight versus The Departed on one side, 2006. And on the other side, you have 2009's Inglorious Bastards versus 2006's Borat. It's crazy a comedy's made it this far. So shout out Sasha Baron Cohen. And you know you did some good work. We're going to start with The Dark Knight versus The Departed. So I think this will be the tougher choice yeah. uh, this one makes me uncomfortable yeah this is where oh, no. oh wait what's that shh, shh, we're having technical difficulties shh, shh. I guess we gotta close the show shh. wait what they can see me on the camera shit <laughs> uh, yeah dude. yeah it was, it was worth a shot I'm gonna give it because I've explained how much I love both of these movies and everybody what you have to do is rewind this damn episode to know what I feel about these movies. I'm going to give it to Heath Ledger, dude. That, that Joker is haunts me. It's cool to me. It's, 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 it haunted it's him. Battle. Yeah. Yeah. It sure did. Um, I got to go with the dark Knight, dude. It's such a good movie. And no, no, uh, and maybe this throws in a bias for me, but I was always a huge Batman guy come, growing up. So when this movie came out, it like just brought back so many memories of cool Batman stuff when I was a kid and stuff. That I was like, wow, it really brought the franchise back for me. Uh, I gotta go with I, Dark Knight. I think it, I think it saved the franchise to be honest, because I, although we love Tim Burton's movies. Um, I think that that it, it kind of ran its course. So to have uh, yeah, like I, that line, and I don't know if Tim Burton did that last one, but the one with Mister Freeze with Arnold, like it's a fun movie, but it's so bad, yeah. like it's cheesy as shit, and it's it has so such cheesy. a good cast. Like you had Uma Thurman in there, like Poison come on, Ivy. It, yeah, yeah, it was it was not a good movie. No, the first one with Christian Bell was good too. I don't wrong, I liked it, but I didn't think it was like. Wow, this is a masterpiece. I can't. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this The Dark Knight was so good in a way that I never thought a superhero movie could be. Like it was almost like combining like like Goodfellas with a superhero movie or something yeah. like that where you're just like, "Wow." And so, dude, it's it's too goddamn good. I, I got to give it to it. I agree. All right, The Dark Knight is going to the finals. Departed, it's time to depart. Okay, now we got this is a battle of totally different movies. Uh, 2009's Inglorious Bastards facing off against Borat in the semis. 
dude. I I love this is I mean I've I've been touting Borat as a comedic masterpiece and the concept and whatnot, but I think this is as far as it can go for me. Inglorious Bastards is too good of a movie. Uh, the, the it made me feel such a wide range of emotions from from sadness to fear to 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 laughter to be like yeah at the action. Uh, it gave me thrills. It gave me everything. Borat was was fantastic, but I think it's got to be Inglorious Bastards versus The Dark Knight in the finals. I just I just feel it in my gut, Mister Mo. I feel like that's what has to happen. I got to give it to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Wow, we didn't we didn't have to use any lifelines so far, but we might here because we made it to the final, you guys. It is now up to 2008's Batman The Dark Knight versus 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Wow. But don't they spell bastard wrong? That's with a it's with an E. Bastards. Is it bastard supposed to be spelled with an A? Uh yeah. Why do they do that? It's a lot cooler. If you use a different letter, everybody knows that. Like when you use a Z instead of an S, and it's like, whoa, this guy's a cool rebel. <laughs> so I put a, that's why I started spelling my, my name with a Z now. It's Carlos. Z is an S. It's no wonders for me. <laughs> my career is taking off. <laughs> I am Googling Glorious Bastards. What's, what's the, um, it's the rotten something, the rotten banana, rotten, rotten tomatoes. Yes, Let's rotten see. banana. I think that's, they, a, that's the porn um, review site. <laughs> it's all gay porn. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's rotten. People stick it in their butts. <laughs> rotten tomatoes and glorious bastards um, got 100% to my tomato meter, but 69% audience score. Huh. Really? Now I want to see um, uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. See, I'm seeing Rotten Tomatoes here, and it got 89 and 88. Oh. Are you sure you're on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm on RottenTomatoes.com. Yeah, me too. That's so weird. And you're on your phone, and I'm on the laptop, so that's strange. Okay, let's go so, with yours. So, so, so <coughs> um, Glorious Bastards got how many? Uh, 89% tomato meter and 88% audience score. Hmm. Let's see here. So what did Dark see. Knight get? The Dark Knight. I just, I just wanted some outside um, influence because I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, okay. But no, I'm afraid to tell you this because this is our goddamn bracket not rotten tomatoes fucking bracket so they should suck a dick you know what i mean no offense rotten tomatoes <laughs> but i'll suck a dick <laughs> now so no i have to tell you this like a judge would tell uh, a jury something but then you have to have the journalistic integrity necessary in your brain to disregard that in order to make your decision okay okay Dark Knight 
got a tomato meter and an audience score of 94%. I assume so. So 89% for Glorious Bastards and 88 audience score. And both the tomato meter and the audience score for The Dark Knight was 94. And note, I'm not going to say this because of the information that we were just given. But I do think that the only performance I liked more than Christoph Waltz's Hans Landa was Heath Ledger's Joker in the 2000s. That is the one performance that I liked more than than. than I agree with Hans you. Landa. And I think it's too good. 50 years from now, people will still talk about Heath Ledger's infamous Joker performance more than Inglourious Bastards. Yeah, I, I, can, I can give you that. Uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz, I know it'll be something that film buffs know about, but, you know, that Joker, the, the movie nerds will never let that die. Uh, and it's the and it's the Joker that every Joker is going to be compared to moving forward. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a fantastic job with it, and I think he's managed to make it his own, but he was still compared to Heath. You know, Jared Leto did all right. But he couldn't he couldn't measure up, so people were not a fan of it. So, uh, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. I think uh, Christoph Waltz. I love your acting, sir. Don't get me wrong; you are you are a king among men. But you were my number two favorite performance, so I got to give you number two uh, movie. So it seems that Mister Mo agrees with me, which means yep. we have made a decision that The Dark Knight is. The champion of the greatest movie of the 2000s, 2000 to 2010, you guys. Uh, I'm very happy. I think we were able to uphold the journalistic integrity needed to make this a kick-ass tournament. Uh, Let us know what you guys think of our tournament. Let us know if you agree with our movies. Let us know if there's anyone that you would have wished made it further or all the way to the very end, follow us on all social channels. I don't care what you think, because I think we're right. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but, you know, let us know anyways. (laughs) 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 At Frat Chat Podcast. Uh, That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. Make sure you give me a follow as well, at Carlos Does The World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, Carlos Does World on Twitter. And follow me on YouTube. I don't need a tiny.cc anymore, baby. Your boy's got his new Twitter handle. Follow me at twitter.com slash at Carlos Does The World. And make sure you follow my good buddy Steve over there at chris.more.comedy on Instagram, on TikTok, and at Comedy on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So, on that note, we've given you a plethora of information. We've given you the best movie of the 2000s. So, Mr. Mo, I think we've done our duty. <laughs> duty. So, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> Speaking of duty, i like to motion to adjourn this meeting so I could go make duty (laughs) (laughs) and i second so he can take a number two all right you guys we'll be back next week bye
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.